A fan favorite burger chain is opening a food truck in a popular brewery. Plus, we'll talk about changes in the new Lou marketplace and where Louisville ranks on a list of top metros for economic development. I'm Laurel Deppin, and you are listening to the Access Louisville podcast. Thanks for joining us. Access Louisville is a weekly podcast from Louisville Business First. Each week, we bring you the latest news along with plenty of sharp opinions on what's happening here in Louisville, Kentucky. My co-host David Mann is out doing professional stuff this week, but don't worry, we've got a killer lineup of guests for this show um, to keep the conversation lively. So this week, we have Ellie Tolbert. Hi. Haley Coffin. Hey there. And Michael L. Jones. How are you doing? All right, so this week, an interesting report came out that you wrote about, Haley, about where Louisville ranks on economic development. So tell us what the what it was and where it was from and what happened. Yeah, so every year, Site Selection Magazine puts out, like, top metros of 2022. Well, this most recent one was 2022, but every year they rank um, metro areas based on projects per capita, um, and this year... Louisville jumped from number seven to number five, beating out the likes of Charlotte, North Carolina, Nashville, Tennessee, Indianapolis, Columbus, Ohio, Richmond, Virginia, and St. Louis. So, like, lots of big metros that, you know, are comparable peer cities for us, and Louisville came in at number five, so it was pretty dang good. That is a little bit surprising, because when people talk about Charlotte, Nashville, they're like, oh yeah, they're seeing tremendous growth, but it doesn't seem that people say that about Louisville. Right, and if you you think about overall projects, then that's the case, but projects per capita is a slightly different metric. So Louisville Metro Government's Department of Economic Development worked on more than 50 economic development projects last year. Um, those brought 3,700 new jobs um, to the metro area. And those 50-plus projects also brought a record-setting $2.1 billion in new capital investment. So, like, those are pretty big numbers f- for the size right, yeah. um, of our metro. But comparatively, like, overall, there are far more projects going on in some of those major cities. So um, just just depends on how you want to uh, compare. Right, yeah. And Michael, economic development is one of your main beats here. So it seems that people have a lot of different perceptions of Louisville's strategies when it comes to economic development. So kind of what what's your reaction to this? Well, you know, Louisville has going for it is location, location, location. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're a company that has uh, businesses in Nashville or Indianapolis or Cincinnati, Louisville, you could locate something in Louisville and be close to them. And we have UPS there, too, which also attracts a lot of people. And um, there's a lot of uh, cooperation among the different uh, regional governments. But people have uh, complained about, uh, for one thing, that we have two economic development uh, organizations. Right, yeah. We have Greater Louisville, Inc., and we have Louisville Forward. So if you're not familiar with the market, you don't know who to go to to mm. get what you want. And that's something that, um, you know, Fisher said he he's created Louisville Fort to kind of streamline 
the process and handle uh, economic development in the city, and GLI does the region. But uh, Greenberg has said that there's going to be some announcements soon oh. uh, as far as some, some changes to the way that we do economic development. We know he loves a press conference, so I'm <laughs> sure there'll be a press conference soon. And then the other thing that, that Louisville um, lacks is um, we, we don't have a lot of land. We're built up. You know, right. we don't have a lot of open land for like factories or light industrial. Mm. And uh, some people, site selectors have talked to me about transportation, mm. that we need more people movers. You know, um, there, there, uh, GLI last year brought, uh, I think, 25 site selectors here uh, to look around, and and that was one of the things that came out of it is uh, transportation. Huh. And you talk about lack of available land, so I wonder if that's kind of where Southern Indiana comes in. Uh, oh yeah, to, and in yeah. Jer- Jefferson Town. Right. Yeah. So was anyone surprised by this ranking? I w- I wouldn't say I was surprised because. Um, you know, uh, we've gotten a lot of good economic development news over the last couple of years, especially with the Ford plants going to Elizabethtown right. and, um, like I said, UPS. So we have a lot of suppliers who want to be, um, you know, close to the city and um, probably are going to be moving in, you know, when the EV plants get going. And, and even though people complain about us having two economic development <laughs> organizations, they both seem to be doing a pretty good job. And in fact, I think that they won an award a, a couple times from Site Selector magazine. Mm. Right. And if it's not surprising to me, really, because, you know, I'm in the news of business. <laughs> um, <laughs> Is that the right way to say that? Yes. Um, but it in the business of news. In the business of news. In the business of business news. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, but it wasn't that surprising to me because um, if you've been following Business First at all, like we've been reporting on like back to back to back big projects from major employers in Louisville already. So like Ford announced a seven hundred million dollar investment um, last year. Uh, UPS announced two big investments: one here in Louisville, one in Bullock County. Um, both creating like hundreds of jobs um, and continuously we see these companies that are expanding or looking to open second locations so it just seems like there's a flood of new development happening um, but of course there's always going to be people like Louisville is we've said this before on the podcast it's its own worst critic so there's going to be people who are like well we should be doing more okay but um, are you doing it <laughs> right right yeah and I'll just say um, just because I cover a lot of these big projects too and I think just in general um, I've heard people say Kentucky's kind of on the precipice of this like growth um, whether it's in E-Town or whether it's in um, some of the other maybe smaller counties um, and Louisville is probably going to get a direct b- benefit from growth throughout the entire state just as the kind of hub for a lot of um, business and whatnot so well yay I love this Kentucky and Louisville pride <laughs> always happy news we'll um we'll switch gears a little bit and talk about Nulu marketplace as it has been in our publication multiple times this week um Ellie you wrote about something new opening there what is it 
Yes, it's a um, cold pressed juice bar called Cherry Pickin'. Love that. Yeah. Um, they're going to have cold pressed juice, smoothies, breakfast items, you know, things like that. And it's going in a, a space right next to the local seltzer. Um, so they're going to be sharing a patio. Oh, that's nice. Mm-hmm. And was anything in there before? Not that I know of. It's a, about like in a thousand square foot space. Um, and it comes from partners Sydney Smith and Lavelle Wells. Um, they actually just recently moved to Louisville from New York. Um, Wells is a movie producer, and he most recently produced the, uh, or was a, a producer on the Murdaugh Murders series on Netflix. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, and then, I just watched that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what, when he said that, I was like, I, that's on my list to watch. So <laughs> cool. <laughs> um, and then Sydney is the sister of Nolan Smith, who is one of the UofL basketball coach or assistant coaches. Mm-hmm. And then uh, who, and they're both the children of uh, Derek, Derek Smith. Smith. Yeah. Um, UofL, former UofL player. Right. Um, but so they just moved to Louisville recently from New York, and they were talking about how they have an abundance of these cold-pressed juice bars in New York and didn't really find anything. In Louisville especially, they uh, kind of live in the Butchertown, Nulu area, and especially there. They're like, there's if, if you're going to come across a juice bar type of a deal, it's going to be in a St. Matthews or a Norton Commons or something like right. that, nowhere in kind of near downtown. So, uh, so that's why they were looking to to bring one so i'm not an expert on this particular type of drink but what is the difference between like why why is it so crucial to say cold press i think that it's pressed in the like cafe so it's not something that they just okay get like delivered in um so i'm assuming whatever fruit they're using or wouldn't that just be fresh pressed though i don't get the cold aspect I, it's also we probably cold sound in there. <laughs> I was going to say, we probably sound really country <laughs> right I'm, now to all these, you know, our, our couple of fans in New York or elsewhere who have these things. They're like, man, Louisville. Wow, these hicks. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah Don't know the difference a between lot. a cold-pressed juice bar. We have a big following in New York, I bet. Yes, uh, I think we do. Yeah, <laughs> obviously. Yeah, no, I honestly don't know. All they want to do is access Louisville. Mm. They're in New York, but they want to access Girl, Louisville. What else is there to do? Oh, yeah, definitely so nothing true. else. Nothing else. Nothing else. <laughs> okay, so... Speaking of Nulu Marketplace, a while ago you wrote about Buff City Soap closing. Has anything taken its spot? No. So, yeah, Buff City Soap closed, um, I think it was in January, and it was um, 815 East Market. So uh, that's more in the front. I think the the juice bar is facing – I think it's actually on Main Street, so it's right. in the back. But um, as far as I know, I, I actually just looked up – construction plans before this to see if anything's been submitted for that spot and I haven't seen anything so hmm. we'll be watching it it seems like it could be a prime location mm-hmm. so like let's let's zoom out and talk about Nulu marketplace as a whole so like for the for the uninitiated how would you describe it it is um I guess a shopping center is the best way to put it uh but maybe not in like a <laughs> Shelbyville Road Plaza type shopping center but it's in Nulu uh it was developed by local developer Mo Delju um, and it's basically just kind of a collection of shops and restaurants and a brewery and um, and it's also got offices on the second floor mm-hmm. so there's 
several um, mostly startup entrepreneurial focused um, entities up on the second floor above West Sixth. If you haven't been out there, yeah. So it's a, it's a cool development. I mean, I think it's it's also a, it feels a little different from a shopping center because it's mainly um, like adapted buildings. Like I feel like it's kind of uh, it's not like a big strip mall. It's like uh-huh. a bunch well, of and also it's there's an urban mall right yes. yeah there's been people that i've invited out to like newly marketplace and they're like but where do i park because that parking lot is always full and you know i think for some eastenders you know that can get the juice bars elsewhere right right um <laughs> who have access to a juice yes. bar um you know they're probably not going to come parallel park down in newly unless they're there for something else too yeah. like they picking do up have, juice and beer. They <laughs> do have the little like si- slanted parking lots out front. <laughs> oh yeah, but they're still those are also usually. Yeah, full. Michael, you also had a story about um, Nulu Marketplace this week. What's going on at West Sixth? Well, they're getting food. Nice. <laughs> and that's um, before, uh, and we've done a couple happy hours there, so we know. I know this is good news for business. Yeah. Yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> I think we didn't do a happy hour there because they didn't have food. Um, yeah. mm-hmm. But you would have to order food. They heard food. us talking about it. <laughs> yeah. And they're like, uh, okay, okay. Fine. <laughs> yeah, uh, from one of the other businesses that were, are in the complex. And so uh, in April, they're going to add a food menu. And uh, it's going to be mostly shareable items, uh, you know, wings and dips and things like that at first anyway, until they kind of gauge the interest and customer satisfaction. And so they're going to be hiring like six to eight new employees. And the funny thing is how we got this story um, is that our editor, Shay, saw a help, help, uh, help wanted ad for uh, a line cook there. So Ch- <laughs> so Shay is trying to become a line cook. Yeah, He's looking, that was yeah. like, why was, was he, he looking w- at us? Yeah. Yeah, well, Shay's moonlighting right, in the West Six kitchen. So, yeah, so he sent it to me and was like, you know, are they going to start offering food? They're hiring a cook. And, the, and, and uh, I'm thinking, like, why, does he, why is he looking at the help one <laughs> in the restaurant section? You know, everybody everybody has hobbies. Everybody has dreams. Yeah. <laughs> um, Shays so, is to be a short order line cook, yeah. as we've just found out. At West Six Brewery, yeah. which honestly suits him, I yeah. think, because he's, yeah. he's always the one like, oh, we can't go to West Six. They don't have food. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Now he's solving the issue himself. <laughs> he said, I'll do it. Yeah. <laughs> um, all jokes aside, I think that West Sixth, you all can disagree with me. I think that West Sixth is kind of the anchor tenant of um, Nulu Marketplace because I yeah. think that if if it were to ever not be there anymore, God forbid, don't want that to happen. Yeah, knock on like, wood. What would take its place? Like, it doesn't seem like there's another strong entity there yeah well i mean it's it's that the courtyard is what i think really makes newly marketplace is that that courtyard in the middle um if not it would just be a bunch of businesses in a row which is mm-hmm. fine but we have that everywhere <laughs> and west Very, yeah. has like nine thousand square feet yeah mm-hmm. so that's a big uh, mm-hmm. footprint there and um they have like you know their brewing uh operation they have private a private room and right. a patio and so they do yoga on Monday nights. Yes. 
know from experience. Yeah, Laurel and I have gone to yoga. They're on Monday nights, and then you get a beer afterwards. The only reason I'll do yoga. Very <laughs> true. If I get a beer afterwards. Very true. Um, so kind of, like, what more does um, the Nulu Marketplace need? I don't necessarily know if it needs anything more. But if you were to say something, maybe food. Although there is other food in the area, obviously. Yeah, it's Nulu. They, they but the only real food is Emmy Squared, yeah. I think. Yeah. Mm. Um, the only, like, restaurant. But but New, I don't think Nulu is lacking in food options. Yeah. yeah. Um, Isn't Torino's there, too, the sandwich shop? Oh, yeah, it mm-hmm. is. Yeah, so pe- pizza, sandwiches, and now shareables, like wings and right. tacos and stuff from West X. Um I and guess cold press smoothies <laughs> or yeah. cold press juice. Yes. I guess I would want like <laughs> I want Mayan Cafe to move their food truck there since Ooh. <laughs> I would love or that. Move a food truck there. Mm-hmm. But Mayan Cafe itself is not far away. I know. Yeah. Right. right. Yeah, but Are th- they doing takeout anymore? I thought they were I think that they do takeout, but of course I'm not an expert on Mayan Cafe takeout. Yeah. We'll have to <laughs> yeah. we'll have to look that up and report back. Is there <laughs> Are there like um, rentals in the area? Is there like ha- housing over there? Like apartments? Yeah. Like there, there's an Airbnb yeah, in New York Marketplace specifically. But there are, are apartments kind of all over the place down yeah. there. Because I, I just thought of this because I was talking about yoga, but honestly, some type of a fitness place. But that probably depends on how close people are living to it. So. Right. Yeah. I would like some retail or even like a drugstore or something down yeah. there. Yeah. Yeah. They the retail they have there is like there was like a Buff City soap. There was that place called the dog shop. It's it was still a, there. It's still there. Yeah. Um kind of a pet type store. I'm then sorry. there's some clothing stores. Mm-hmm. Um Mamily. Yeah. And Hazel and, and Hines. Yeah. I think that like a, a like a bodega situation would probably do yeah. well in there. Um, that liquor lab place is now there too, which was fun. Right, and the craftery. In the craftery, yeah. Well, it sounds like we could sit here and talk about New <laughs> Marketplace yeah. all day. <laughs> we are experts on New <laughs> Marketplace. Yes, that's what we've concluded. <laughs> so I'm going to switch to a topic that all of us actually are experts on. It's finally true. It's finally happening. The food truck at Gravely is going to become a second location for Toasty's Tavern, or also known as Lil Toasty's. <laughs> I should have let Haley say that. I'm obsessed with the name, and I'm like going to go buy a t-shirt whenever they're available. <laughs> yes. Are they going to have t-shirts? That's what Laurel said. Well, no, I said they could have it. Oh, could. Because Haley was like, I'm going to make I'm, a shirt. Yeah, I'm going to make a shirt like hand-drawn with Sharpie. Just Little twisties. With, with how excited I right. am. And I was going to say, before you do that, they might make shirts. <laughs> so if you're listening, uh, Toasties Tavern, make a, make a shirt for Little Toasties. Okay, so... Um, Haley, I'll send this over to you since I know you were a big fan of the food truck that was at Gravely beforehand. So can you kind of tell us the timeline of all that and how this news fits in? Yeah, so the food truck at Gravely used to be Mayan Cafe, which I loved. Like, I was a huge fan of their nachos and churros and all of that. So I was really disappointed when uh, Gravely announced that they'd be leaving at the end of December. I think I went there like twice just to get churros. Um, you know, beer's great, but whatever, like I'm there for churros. <laughs> um, so I was really sad. Um, but this is, you know, in my opinion, best possible outcome. Um, I can't think of anything more perfect. 
um, than getting a Toasty's cheeseburger at Gravely. So I was just saying to Laurel, like, I cannot wait to be drinking a little Gravely beer, to be eating those french fries that are so addictive <laughs> and just like be content like yeah. i just feel like that's gonna be my peak happiness <laughs> my final form yeah. will be right. eating toasties at gravely and you know uh toasties owners also had the red bud diner mm. or what was it dining uh, room. room it was the, the more formal bed, version yeah. and uh yeah and uh where the eiger down used to be in germantown and they closed that um a few weeks ago so it's good that um you know that this is happening for them because toasties has always been the the concept right. hey, they also own new wave burritos too mm-hmm. so um but toasties itself like for those on the podcast who aren't super fans or listening to the podcast that aren't super fans um it's really small in there like they have some outdoor seating um which is available if it's not you know, super, super cold out, but um, what do they have, like, eight tables inside? It and is, a, and bar seating. It's yeah. very small. So, like, anything I think they can do to expand the capacity of slinging out those burgers that will benefit them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's on Shelby Street, we should mention that. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it's in... For, right before that turn to Goss. Yeah. I am genuinely curious, because we all are, like obsessed with toasties in the newsroom but i am i really want to know if other people are as obsessed with it as we are we were talking about this the other day in the office that i think it's kind of like a based on your location kind of thing because we have a colleague who is from not from who lives in st matthews and had never heard of it before right mm-hmm. so yeah co- listeners write in tell us <laughs> yeah. if, if you like toasties <laughs> if only this was live and we I had know. one of those like phones and be like call you're, you're yeah, calling call yeah. yeah now everybody knows what we do in the newsroom is yeah we just talk about, we talk toasties. about toasties in Nulu marketplace <laughs> we talk about where we could eat and drink <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah we we just count down the days till the next happy hour and that's basically what that we is do so true Sadly, it is. True. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I said that as a joke, and I was like, "Wait, I, I was like, oh, I don't know if we want to put but that in the podcast." We have to tell good news to be able to have a happy hour. <laughs> very true. Very true. So, Gravely has this food truck. West Six just added food. Do you guys think that food is required for a brewery to thrive? Because I would almost say that West Six was doing fine without it, but clearly they saw a need for it. Um. Was West Six one of the only breweries in town where you couldn't get food, though? Like, think about it, because, I mean, Atrium has food. Um, Gravely had food and is having food again. Mm. Um, against the Grain has food. usually has, like, a food truck yeah, or somebody they do. Yeah. Yeah. space. Um, Noble Funk Brewing here has pizza. downtown pizza. has really good pizza. Yeah, I was thinking, because Fall City... There were an example where they had, they had banditos. They had banditos next door. Right. Well, they own that whole complex. Yeah. yeah, but didn't banditos close? Yes, which is sad. Yeah, and and then um, Wessex in um, Lexington, which mm-hmm. is uh, their original store, they had a deal with a seafood place. That's so what they I were offering yeah. food there already. And then last year they started uh, West Six Cantina, mm-hmm. which is a f- their own food truck. And they, I think they have a farm in Frankfurt, and it's mostly there, but it travels 
to events. So adding food in Louisville was just like mm. probably a logical, um, you know, expansion of that. I don't think seafood is what I would want if I, I was know. getting a beer. Yeah. I, I do love fried fish, though. Like, mm. in general, I could be up for, yeah. like, just fish and chips. <laughs> oh, yeah, I do love fish and chips. But if you're drinking, you probably should have some some food available. Yeah. Right, people, yeah. You like drinks. Right. I think before I got, like, kettle corn at West yeah. Six in a huge bag. That was all that they had. Mm. Froggies, popcorn, right? Perhaps. Or maybe you're thinking of something else. I know the local seltzery, um, again, referencing back to Newly Marketplace. Um, <laughs> the Newly Marketplace show. That's yeah. what this has been. Like, if you buy to-go cans from local seltzery, they have to, like, sell you some kind of food product as well. So they have, like, popcorn and other stuff in there just to oh. get by. Does it, like, come with it, or do you have to, like, pay for it separately? I couldn't tell you based on like my one experience of doing that i don't remember if i paid or if they just gave it to me Hmm. epiphany had it too oh yeah oh yeah i forgot about that go froggies (laughs) froggies appreciation post another happy hour place there yeah epiphany we write the news we don't just drink beer (laughs) (laughs) disclaimer there if anything that shows that not only do are we writing the news we're then frequently frequently yeah, frequenting frequenting is that how you say that yeah why am i why does it sound weird to my ears frequenting frequent the place Fre- we've the now place i we can't write say about. it yes we do yes. we do we're a part of this community yeah. we participate we in this partake. economy journalists they're just like you <laughs> yes yeah. that's what this whole podcast is about <laughs> proving that we are real people behind the bylines well, I think that that is all that we have time for today. Um, but before we go, we'll go around the room and share where our listeners can find us on social media. Ellie, I'll start with you. You can find me on LinkedIn under my name, Eleanor Tolbert, and on Twitter at BFLU Eleanor. And Haley? You can find me on LinkedIn under my name, Haley Cawthon, or on Twitter at BFLU Haley. Michael? You can find me on LinkedIn under Michael Jones or on Twitter at Michael. And I'm on LinkedIn under my name, Laurel Deppin, and on Twitter at Laurel. And listeners, you're stuck with me only for another week because this time next week, David will be in Hawaii. Can't believe he chose Hawaii over the Access Louisville podcast. <laughs> Who would rather what be in fool. Hawaii? <laughs> <laughs> if you like what you hear, you can subscribe to the Access Louisville podcast on popular podcast services like Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and Radio Public. Thank you, Ellie, Haley, and Michael. And thank you guys for listening at home. And we'll see you next time. Bye. <laughs>